What's going on, guys? My name is David Gibbs. I am the host and founder of this podcast, SIDcast, a podcast resource dedicated to telling stories and sharing the experiences of the sports information and athletic communications profession. Before we get any further into today's episode, I would like you to go over to iTunes or wherever you get this podcast and leave us a rating and review. It helps the show to grow up on the charts as well as continue to tell the SID story. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Infocast and sign up for our newsletter at sidcast.fireside.fm slash newsletter. Now, let's get into today's conversation. What's going on, guys, and welcome back to another episode of SIDcast. My name is David Gibson. Uh, We are... Let's see. Second episode into the new year. I've got a kind of a quick little intro for you guys. Um, uh, just because one, I've got nothing to say. Things are pretty great. Uh, and two, because I got a great episode today with a great guest. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Just like I think every single week. Um, but yeah, this week is, uh, Marissa Avanzano. I think we met her, we are, I say we, I met her briefly in Washington, D.C. for Cosida back when she was at East Tennessee State. And now she's landed herself at one of the most prestigious uh, brands in college athletics at Texas A&M. Uh, we talked something that I think is very, very important subject that some people might find it hard to listen to or um, might find it uh, a difficult topic to talk about, but they need to be talked about nonetheless, and that is of mental health and asking for help. Uh, that comes up in the episode, as well as the uh, whole kind of, I swear, like the whole theme, this always happens with an, another episode. Every time I talk to somebody, there's a theme kind of comes about, and this one is of courage. So um, if you feel that way, same way, uh, let us know. You can follow us on social media, like the intro said, at SportsInvocast on Twitter and Facebook. Um, tweet at Marissa. We will tag her in several different things. You will, uh, you will, uh, you know, basically give her credit where credit is due. This is a great one. I hope you really, guys really do enjoy this. I know my intros have been long here lately, so I'm just going to cut it off here. And uh, let's just hop right into it. So we will start off in episode 144 of FCID Cast. And I was just thinking, I know I paused. It was just crazy because... Uh, Morgan, my girlfriend, got me a cake for my 50th episode, and we're just about 100 episodes later, and I didn't think about that until the other day, which is absolutely insane to me, but nonetheless, episode 144 of SID cast with Marissa Avanzano of the Texas A&M uh, Aggies and her sport background growing up right here on SID cast. Well, I knew I wanted to do sports, but I didn't exactly know what at the time when I was younger. My brother played a big impact in kind of where I am today and how I progressed to the role I am in today. He was the type who knew he wanted to go to UMass, wanted to work in baseball, wanted to work for the majors. I, on the other hand, had no idea where I wanted to go to college college and what I wanted to do. Uh, So he really played a big role of it and kind of got me involved in different type of the sports industry he pretty much gave me my first job uh, with the Pittsfield Suns which was a local baseball team Uh, at the time he was a manager and I ended up helping out the promotions manager 
which kind of turned into a full-time gig for me. I'm pretty sure I was at the age of like 16. And I used to be wow. really, really shy. So that kind of got me out of my out of my zone a little bit because I had to ask people to do them. I had to go in the field. I had to announce on the field. I had to sing, dance, the whole nine yards when you do promotions in baseball at that level. So that kind of led me to college knowing I wanted to do some sort of sports. But in the back of my mind, I, for some reason always wanted to be a teacher. Had one semester of uh, elementary education and absolutely hated it and therefore transitioned <laughs> transitioned a few times and which led me to communications. Uh, my four years at Worcester State, I was doing work study in the athletic department and had a bunch of different roles, worked heavily with the baseball team. Uh, my softball, sophomore year, I joined the softball team. And then it was actually my senior year I started shadowing our SID and just kind of almost fell in love with it. And by that time, still didn't have enough experience, but was trying to gain experience through softball schedule, still trying to do my work study, trying to do volunteer hours with her, and eventually just kind of got in this business. And I will always thank Villanova for that one. Let's talk about kind of breaking out of the mold a little bit, because I used to be kind of the same way when I, I, uh, took a year off of school, a year off of college um, to like figure some things out. And I had to come, come back and I was an intern at a D3 school. Um, and yeah, I did kind of had to do the same thing that you did where still need to talk to people. Didn't matter how shy you were, you still needed to get the job done, right? Yeah. So what was it like for you kind of breaking out of that mold? I mean, what was that evolutionary process? Did you gradually become more confident with it or what was going on? I think I actually enjoyed it. Like looking back on it now, I still can't believe I did it. Um, I think a few summers in a row, I ended up working for a few different baseball teams. Um, and eventually I know one summer I was trying to get an internship at a local business place so I could stay home, kind of save some money and make money. Um, and it was actually my work study boss, Dirk Baker, who's the head baseball coach at Worcester State, convinced me to work at the Cape Cod Baseball League. He told me it would be a life-changing summer. I would learn so much and meet so many people was kind of iffy about it because they don't pay you there. The Cape Cod is very expensive, but ended up getting yeah. a side job, meeting a lot of people. And it was honestly the best sum summer of my life and learned so much. And it was an amazing experience. I would recommend it to anyone. Perfect. Well, what would you say to some people? Because like, there are some, some people who are sitting at their desk and they get asked, <clears throat> excuse me, they get asked like, hey, can you adjunct teach a little bit? Like, oh, I don't want to talk about anybody. And then somebody might ask, uh, do you want to present at COSIDA? And somebody might say, no, that's that's not for me. I mean, what would you say to those trying to, to one, break away from that frame of thinking and, two, being able to, uh, I don't know, build more confidence or maybe even just be relaxed with those sorts of situations to where they might be uncomfortable? Yeah, yeah. I think it's hard. I feel like two years ago was my first uh, COSIDA convention. I was a GA at the time, just kind of finished my intern going into the GA. And I don't think I would have done it now, but now I kind of think to myself like, okay, I could moderate. I could do it. I think the most important thing is, is to just be yourself. People want to learn from you and everyone has different types of experiences. Um, I feel like I almost want to give back now because so many people have shaped or helped me get to where I am today. And I mean, I still text and ask people for help all the time. Um, mm -hmm. so I just say, I think you just need to 
realize that no one is really judging you to just be yourself. And sometimes you just got to go out on a limb. Someone once told me if it scares you that you should just go for it and give it a shot. And I feel like I've had a lot of those moments too, where it's like, eh, kind of questioned it and ended up trying it and doing it. And it was the best thing for me. I've read somewhere where there's like uh, the confidence loop and there's four C's to the confidence loop. But the first is courage. Like you said, uh, going out on a limb, doing things that scare you, those build courage. And two, uh, like consistency, being able to do those things over and over and over again. And then uh, three and four uh, somehow equate to to, um, to confidence. And I can't remember off the top of my head. And I'm looking stupid now thinking about it, but I think <laughs> that those sorts of things kind of exactly what you said. And the fact that just to be able to start, you have to have courage to be able to do something. So, yeah, I, um, I give people yeah. so much credit. <laughs> You got in the communications office um, and they gave you your first couple of duties. I mean, what was it like? Because you knew you wanted to be in sport and now you found this new field. I mean, did you fall in love with it right away? Um, what were some things you weren't expecting to do in it? Uh, spare no detail for us. Yeah, so following graduation, I remember because I still have this Excel spreadsheet on my computer. I applied to 32 different like internships, GAs. And it was kind of a wide range between communications, marketing, social media. At that point, I was kind of, I guess, desperate and just wanted something, something to get more experience. Because like I said, I didn't have that Mm -hmm. much in college because I kind of just hit me my senior year in trying to figure out softball. Um, So yeah, I applied to 32 jobs. I had five interviews. Each one kept telling me that they loved my passion, loved my, my heart for the sports. But unfortunately, I didn't have enough experience. So that... I mean, looking back on it now, I remember getting those, all those declines, it hurt, but it definitely kind of made me stronger. And now meeting those people in person and kind of looking back on it, it's crazy how everything comes full circle. So um, it was uh, Villanova. I remember this clearly. Uh, It was the summer of 2016 and I was driving back to Massachusetts from Rhode Island with my dad after getting LASIK eye (laughs) surgery. And I got a call from Villanova to do an interview. I couldn't do it the next day because I had to go back to Rhode Island to get my follow-up. So I did it the day after. And remember, I had my interview. I was super nervous. And then I think it was like a week later, they told me I had the job, which I was so, so, so thrilled. Uh, Got my first experience at Villanova. Like I said, I will probably thank them forever for taking a chance on me and giving me that opportunity. I had field hockey, rowing, men's and women's tennis, and I was secondary to baseball. I had absolutely no idea what field hockey was. Same. No idea what the stats for field hockey was. So that was a very interesting fall kind of learning that program, learning the game. I still don't even think I understand the game. It's got way too many whistles to me, so I give props to all the field hockey SIDs out there. Yeah, that was one of the sports I had to work with this fall just to do the social forum and uh, I, I, again, you're absolutely right. What the hell was the last whistle for? Because oh, like, I don't so understand. Many. They just, and then they stop yeah. and then the ball goes and then they can run in, run out. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And I think there's like, uh, heaven forbid you play defense, you know, yeah. like that's basically what it was. So I completely feel you there. Um, what was it like kind of moving away? I mean, Wooster state, uh, was in Massachusetts, I yes. believe is, I think we've talked to somebody 
uh, from Assumption a couple of years ago. Okay. So I, I yeah, I know kind of know about the area a little bit, although I've never been to Massachusetts. But what was it like, kind of moving away, um, dealing with things that were new for you? I mean, what was your mind like thinking when you were like, okay, I've got to move away. Plus, I have no idea what the health field hockey is. Yeah, I was definitely a little nervous. I know in that area, it's very expensive because it's considered in uh, Philadelphia, like the main line. And I basically live 20 minutes outside the city. I roomed with one of the former women's basketball players that my boss ended up kind of helping me set up with. So that was definitely kind of a new experience, just kind of moving in with this girl I've never met before and moving to a new state, starting a completely new job. But I have to say Villanova did a really good job with meeting people because in every single department, there was an intern. So we were all kind of very close knit, worked together. Uh, They would make certain activities where we would meet outside and inside professional development and outside. So I remember it being very, very nerve wracking. But I think it was almost exciting. And I know I think when I first started to really enjoy it was probably my first basketball game at the time it was called the pavilion now they redid it it's called the Finneran pavilion but I remember that sold out crowd and just how excited the fans were to be there unfortunately I interned the year before and after they won a national championship but still that experience <laughs> to me was it was still so amazing yeah what was what's kind of the feeling like because I, I think oh, excuse me I think I'm the same way um the feeling of I was at a D2 school last year. That's where I did my undergrad. That's where yeah. I did a little bit of my GA ship. And then all of a sudden I'm in Indiana and now people actually want to come to the game. I'm like, what? I mean, what's that feeling like for you to, to look around and see that, Hey, this place is full. I've landed at an awesome spot. Um, how do you kind of contain that? I still, I still feel like I have like almost like butterflies about it when I was home uh, for the last three weeks. I ended up taking up a trip to Philadelphia with my family, just kind of wanted to see the area, see what changed and ended up going to a men's basketball game. And because it was all redone and everything, it's still the same old pavilion. Mm -hmm. They just added all these extra fancy, extravagant things inside. And it still was amazing for, I never thought it would be completely sold out. And I never thought the student section would be sold out with them on break. And I just, I love that feeling and I almost kind of miss that because it's a, everyone they're right on top of you. It's just amazing. And I used to work right at press row on court side, uh, handling like the scoreboard operations and which player scored how many points and all that. So I remember that and um, being on press row, I'd always be on TV. Uh, my mom probably has a million pictures of me on TV with uh, Josh Hart coming in now and uh, Jay Wright. Yeah. So yeah, those, those are some good times. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so yeah, your your time at Villanova had come to an end. Uh, it was time to move on. I mean, where, what was your job search process like? Where were you at with life like at that time? Uh, kind of same phrasing of question a little bit earlier. Uh, spare no detail for us. Yeah, so I knew I didn't want to go full time at that point yet. I think I just got my feet wet with the sports that I had at the time, but wanted a little bit more experience. And I remember it was my boss at the time, Michelle Rule, and the marketing director, Janine Shout. They kind of told me that if I ever want to move up in this business, that I needed to get my master's degree. And never really thought about ever getting it. And they kept telling me, you just got to go get it. Doesn't matter where, how you get it. In the long run, you need that piece of paper. So I kind of got thinking at this point, 
while I'm still kind of young and not too far out of school, might as well go back, get that master's degree and get more experience and kind of kill two birds with one stone. So at the time I was kind of leaning towards Clemson. I knew they had two openings. Uh, the people were leaving at that time. So I kind of had my mindset on there, talked to a few people there. My heart was kind of set on that. Uh, but then in that winter, I went to the emerging leader seminar at the NCA. met a ton of great mm-hmm. people. And someone from the group I ended up being in was from East Tennessee State. And I remember seeing this job posting on Cosida.com. So it gave all these perks, like free housing. They pay for your school. So I was like, ah, it's too good to be true. And he told me it was exactly it is it. It's a great experience. I should go for it. East Tennessee would be a great place. Kind of thought about it. But then, of course, you go to these different types of events through the NCAA, and you've got all these guest speakers, and they build you up and shoot for the stars and do this. So I was like, you know what? Like, uh-huh. let, me, let me hold out my options before I commit. So it was probably a few months later, he ended up texting me in our group chat of the people I kind of met there and kind of like put me, put me on blast was like, Oh, like, did you ever apply to East Tennessee state? Like I put in a good word for you. And I was like, Oh no, I never did. Yeah. Then I kind of got thinking about it, talked it over with my parents. And I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to give it a shot. Like, why not? I've got nothing to lose. So submitted my stuff probably that night. The next day, I remember it being a Friday, and luckily everyone was out of town um, for March Madness, and I happened to stay late on a Friday and saw the number come up from Tennessee. So I'm like, oh, this must be it. He's here to schedule my interview. Last minute I know, that was my interview, and I'm the type of person who's very organized. I like to have all my papers out, my resume, my notes, do my history. So I remember I did basically did that interview on the spot. I was, like, freaking out. I was all flushed, like... Uh-huh. I, th- I had the same thing. I hate to cut you off. I had the same damn thing. And I thought it was so bizarre. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that it was the interview until afterward. Yeah. And I was like, man, I was on the phone for 40 minutes with that guy. I was like, it was pretty cool. Um, he says he's going to call me. And then I started thinking, I'm like, wait a second. That was it. And I, like, I'm kind of the same way as you. I'm super organized too. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it was insane. I remember it. And then, I don't know, he was having... His son was having friends over, so he was like, hold on, I'll call you back. So at that point, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I didn't even know how to use my office phone at the time. I'm like trying to text my dad, like, call me from my office phone. I'm on an interview. Like, give me some tips. What do I do? So I was like going insane. Um, Turns out, apparently I had a really great interview. And a week later, they offered me the position. And I remember being at like a after hours social, like social kind of gathering with the whole uh-huh. Villanova athletic department. They did those like once a month. It was really great. Cause you kind of got to talk to full-time people that you wouldn't normally talk to. And I remember the football coach kind of told me, I tell all my people like, go out, try things, stop, like, don't stay here, go expand your wings and see what the world has to offer to you. So that kind of hit me and the deal was almost too good to pass up. So I accepted East Tennessee state and didn't really know what to expect. Uh, once again, moved more down south than I already was, and mm-hmm. started a whole new experience. Yeah, what was uh, was there any culture shock, or what was the acclimation like to Johnson City, Tennessee? Oh gosh, it was it was very interesting. It was very very small. Still to this mm-hmm. day, I will not say y'all. People say y'all basically every other word there. Um, it was I very... say my uh, my emails. Yeah, it was it was very country and 
definitely a culture shock from what I expected. I'd say from Massachusetts to Philadelphia, there was really no difference at all besides a little bit warmer weather. And then when I went to Tennessee, saw the cowboy hats and the cowboy boots, I was like, oh gosh, I am not home anymore. <laughs> what would you say to somebody who is uh, about to take that leap of faith? I mean, we talked about courage late earlier, but um, what would you say to somebody who's going to a different place like like you, just not quite in your element? And how did you, how would you say to those people to, to acclimate? I mean, they don't, you don't have to like conform to everything and yeah. say y'all on the first day. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But how would you go about doing that? I think sometimes you just got to go for it, which is what I did. And I knew at the time it was a two-year master's program. I wasn't going to live there forever. I was there to get more experience and to get that master's degree. Looking back on it, I don't think I would ever go back to Johnson City, Tennessee. Yeah, the people I met were some of the greatest people. And a lot of them were the GAs that I met. I still keep in touch with a lot of them. And... I still can't thank Kevin Brown, my uh, boss at the time, for kind of really taking the time to teach me and sit down with me and learn a lot of the stuff that I did there. Perfect. Um, so kind of, I know I'm asking the same questions over and over no, and over good. again, no, but what about Texas A&M? Story. Because this is quite the uh, the jump for you. I mean, you went from a smaller school to uh, a little tiny place that if I ask people what division East Tennessee State is, they would not know how to respond or and have no yeah. idea. <laughs> and now you're at one of the largest brands in college athletics. I mean, what was that? How did you acclimate to that? All right, this is kind of a long one, so, so okay. bear with me here. <laughs> so when I first started out at East Tennessee State, it was me and another GA. And before we started, they kind of gave us the different sports we wanted. And volleyball was on the list. And when I was at Villanova, I had a really bad experience uh, trying to do stats for volleyball. For some reason, I thought it was going to be a walk in the park. It was not. Uh (laughs) So that kind of scarred me for life. And I was like, did not want volleyball. Not, not at all. For some reason, I was the more experienced GA at the time. So they gave me volleyball. I was like, oh, gosh, Perfect. here we go. Yeah. And with my big kind of basketball background being at Villanova, I thought the next kind of stepping stone and goal for me would be women's basketball. Turns out I ended up liking volleyball over women's basketball way much more. But at the time, I had volleyball, women's basketball, and uh, both tennises. And those past two years, that crossover was absolutely miserable, especially during finals time. And oh, it was just the worst. And I know my first year, I asked to get off of volleyball because I hated it so much. I hated learning the sport, doing the stats. I would just basically work up a freaking sweat doing those stats. I hated home games. It was just miserable for me. Mm. And I know I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. But then I kind of got thinking like, okay, like season's over. I know the stats. I know the game. I know what I'm doing now. Second year, I probably put my heart and soul in that program and knew what I was doing. I had a really good caller and now and then I'd kind of have some bad callers, but it made me learn. It made me kind of be more self-sufficient on those stats and calling instead of relying on that caller and kind of taught me more of the game. And I have to say my coach at the time, Lindsay Devine and uh, my best friend who's now the OBS at Alabama really taught me a lot about the game and were very patient with me learning because I remember my first year I would be mixing up kills and digs and assists left and right. Uh, But they were patient with me and kind of really 
stood with me. Um, going back to my second year of basketball season, I remember being in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, after a great volleyball season, there was hopes that we'd get in the NCAA tournament, but we weren't exactly sure. And I had some difficulties with that women's basketball coach. And for a while, she kind of really pushed at me, picked at me, belittled me, but I just kind of took it, kept with it, kept trying to move forward. And I clearly remember in Canada is when I finally just had my breaking point. And I was bawling my eyes out trying to book a flight home back into the United States and wanted to go home. I was like terrified of that, of that lady. And it was just kind of absolutely miserable. Ended up coming back to Tennessee, went home for two weeks to try to refresh and kind of, I guess, get my life back together almost. And ended up seeing the uh, student counseling center when I returned back to Tennessee to try to kind of work through it and work through my emotions. And this Uh was something that I never kind of really dealt with, never really thought it would ever be an issue in my life. I went from kind of being afraid of the lady to being absolutely terrified where I would hide out in the volleyball locker room before the basketball games, like hoping I wouldn't run into her and didn't want to email her and freaked out every time I got a text. So at that point in my life, it was kind of January and I was like, absolutely not. I I cannot stay in this business. This is not for me. Like I can't handle it. I want nothing to do with it anymore. Ended up continuing going to my counseling sessions, learned more about myself, learned more about other people and slowly started to build that confidence back up. And uh, it was actually my first trip back that I started to travel again, which no one thought I'd ever return because it was it was that bad. Um, so very proud of myself for kind of getting back into it and ended up finishing out yeah. the women's basketball season. Never thought I would. And uh, yeah, we were in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And at the time, I was currently applying to a job at Delaware because when I was home, I kind of realized I want a job closer to home that it would be a five hour drive from home, basically the same distance from Philadelphia where I was at Villanova. And I was about 45 minutes to a train ride right to Philadelphia where I knew all of my Villanova people still. So I kind of used that almost as like a safety blanket. And uh, so yeah, in the middle of applying to Delaware, I ended up getting an email and someone asked if I would be interested in applying at Texas A&M for volleyball. And it was volleyball and swimming and diving. And I was almost, I was shocked. I honestly didn't think the email was for me. Um, Uh And I was like, Oh my God. So I immediately called my parents, kind of talked it over. And cause for a while I was like, yeah, I want to be closer to home. So ended up realizing that this is what I've always wanted was to work in the power five. And I would be stupid to pass up this type of opportunity. Um, And the, after going back-to-back years to Kentucky for the NCAA tournament with uh, East Tennessee State Volleyball, someone from there actually referred me. So I kind of think it all came in full circle. And so, yeah, applied, got the job. It was a really long hiring process. Didn't think I got it because it was so long. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that brings me to here. (laughs) Perfect. Well, I want to talk about something that you just mentioned that that we – uh, sometimes talk about, and sometimes people are hesitant to talk about, but you had a problem, you sought out help. What was it like kind of accepting that fact? Because I, I think that a lot of people would have that same problem and then they would live with it or they would have quit, you know? 
So what was it like, one, accepting that problem, two, having the uh, the support and, and the courage, as, as this is a recurring theme, uh, to, to reach out and, and ask for that help? I mean, what was that line like for you? What was those dialogues going on in your head? Yeah, a lot of people kind of told me and kind of gave me the push that to reach out to the counseling center and, and get some help. And I know at the time I was really almost embarrassed by it and didn't want to accept that I was almost facing those struggles. And I ended up getting paired with a counselor that knew the people that I would be talking about and worked a lot with uh, student athletes there. And Mm -hmm. it was honestly so, so great. Like I said, I learned so much about myself and I remember like the week leading up to the trip, if I was going to travel or not making a pros and cons list, like, okay, like what's good about traveling and what's not. And I remember like, I didn't want to be, presumed as a quitter like I don't normally quit things and I wanted to seek it out and I wanted to give it a shot and I knew also in the back of my mind if I wanted to continue in this business which at that time I was still was kind of unsure what exactly would I say to people if I didn't seek that out and it was probably a month or two into it she ended up telling me like oh like you're good like you're good to go I was like oh no I want to keep coming back because like I said I got so much out of it and just realize different things that I don't think I'd normally see and I mean I would suggest a counselor to everyone and anyone whether you're struggling with a minor thing or a big thing and I know for a while I even kind of struggled uh telling different people in the business and certain friends like yeah no like I'm seeing a counselor like I'm struggling but I think now looking back on it like it's okay we all struggle and I really don't think if I did go to those counseling sessions and got the help I needed I would be the confident person that I am today. Like she really kind of built me back up and broke down all the layers that I had. And mm-hmm. I'd say, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of, I, I did it when I was in high school. I did it again when I was at USI. And I remember something that my high school counselor had said, or he wasn't a high school counselor. He was just a counselor, but I was in high school. Um, he said, in Eastern cultures, you're expected to talk about your feelings, what's running through your head and everything. In Western cultures, it's like, don't you dare say what's going through your mind, you know? Yeah. Um, so that type of open dialogue, I think, is a- absolutely important. Um, I cannot wait. I have, uh, uh, what is it? What did I do? Volunteered to um, speak in the men's health clinic. Or not oh, the clinic, awesome. but like the, the panel. Yeah, at yeah, yeah. So you all effed when I get up there because we're going to hold you accountable. Um, <laughs> and uh, one thing I, I would say, like, because my counselor at USI did the same exact thing. She's like, you don't have to come back in here. I was like, yeah. screw you, I'm coming back. Yeah, this great. You don't have to have a problem to talk yeah. to somebody about something. Uh, if it was just so minor, I mean, I would I would talk about my classes. I would talk about trivial things that were bothering me, you know. Um, just to being able to, to be there and have someone who one is trained because you can, yeah. you can talk to your friends all you, all you want. Um, and they may give you some good feedback, but some people might say, you know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And what does that really do? Yeah. Other than say you're sorry. So again, I think it is absolutely incredibly important. Um, one thing that to be able to talk about this stuff, uh, if for any of you that go to the gym, and here coming up, I think we got a real gym junkie coming on the podcast here soon. Uh, what happens when you go to the gym and you lift the bar so many times? Your hands callous. It's the same way with your brain. 
And by like what you say earlier about doing things that you don't like and being able to deal with these things and be not quitting and being able to accept like, Hey, I need some help. That's okay. And that's going to help callous your mind moving forward. So, um, yeah, completely open to this topic. So if anybody yeah, wants it was to just that one hour that, day that I always, or one, yeah, one, one hour. hour out of my day. Yeah. That I look forward exactly. to. And I mean, she was a big part in kind of my whole, when I was interviewing to just kind of relax and talk about that and know that I wasn't going to be judged. Cause I, like my parents are super supportive, but obviously they want you to go one place or the other same with your friends. But for me to just kind of figure it out on my own and realize mm-hmm like the work culture and realize what I wanted and what I didn't want. It was, it was huge for me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, let's move on away from this subject a little bit. I got one more question for you before we got to move on. Um, what's it like managing that sort of brand at Texas A&M? Cause you went from a, a, a spot to where, yeah, you made the NCAA tournament a little bit, but now you're at a, a, a brand in Texas Yeah. with sports that, are expected to do well, I guess is the, the term I'm kind of pumping into my head here. Um, what was that adjustment like and uh, how have you uh, done that from East Tennessee State, maybe even Villanova to where you're at at Texas a and Yeah, I'll be completely honest. I was so extremely nervous. I remember being at Cosida this past summer and a lot of people kept congratulating me. How do you like it? Do you love it? And at that point, I was only kind of like a month in. I started mid-May. Yeah. And I just remember just kept saying to them, like, I'm overwhelmed. Like, I'm nervous. Do I really deserve this job? Am I in over my head? What am I doing? I was basically freaking out. And I have to say, shout out to the Casada community. They really kind of instilled that confidence that I knew I had in myself. Um, And everyone here at my workplace was super great in my transition and helping me learn the Texas A&M ways and what was expected for my role here. And uh, the lady who I took her job, she retired uh, volleyball. She was a very big help in kind of giving me tips and advice and looking mm-hmm. over my writing and everything. So I have to say it was a lot of, I guess, my network and the people in this business that were so great and so helpful. And looking back on it now, it's crazy that my team made it to the Sweet 16. And I did all of that work for the past few months. And I think it was, once again, going back to that confidence and realizing that I can do this. And I just need to put my best foot forward. And like I said, have the confidence and do your best. Yeah. What's one thing you're looking forward to or you're going to change um, moving forward with any of that stuff because now you're you're in a learning experience you've been at a couple stops um, what's something you're excited to implement I don't exactly know what I'm I am very excited for year two because it's kind of great I've got that first year under my belt I remember how it was when I was at East Tennessee State first year kind of didn't really know still testing the waters second year I had my life together knew what I was doing knew what I wanted to do for that work um, so I don't exactly know what still kind of wrapping that up and now getting ready for softball season, but I already know, like I'm excited for that volleyball season again. And I'm excited to kind of have more of that summer to plan. Cause now I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, let's move on to some fun questions. I like to ask uh, kind of towards the end of the interview. So um, how does that sound to you? Sounds good. What about uh, a favorite memory in your professional tenure? Ooh, favorite memory. I have to say it would be pretty recent. So it was this past fall and 
I missed the first home football game because I was out of out of town of volleyball. And I went to the next few ones after that, but just kind of stayed put in the press box. And still the experience was really, really cool, kind of took it all in. But the press box is, is it's up there. It's very, very high. Our, uh, our student workers need binoculars to see participation. It's that high up there. Wow. And I remember we had some recruits of volleyball for the Alabama game. And they wanted me to come down, kind of take some pictures and introduce myself, whatever. So I went down there and it was that whole experience of the intro and the rally towels and the smoke and the fire where it just kind of hit me. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I made it. Like, this is what I've always wanted. This is what I've seen on TV. This is what I've researched in great student fan sections in my undergrad and even in my sport management classes at East Tennessee State. And it kind of just really hit me like I made it. I'm here. And I think it'll always be a memory that I will have so far. Because I think for a while throughout my internship and my GA, it was like, okay, like what's next? I'm working, 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 working. And it's like to get to that full-time job. And now it's like, I'm here. I did it. All my hard work has paid off. (laughs) Yeah. It's a hell of a feeling. Um, What about the other side? What's your biggest horror story if you have one? (laughs) this is this is a clear one for me uh it was when i was at villanova and we hosted the big east women's lacrosse tournament and throughout the season i we all had to help out the interns did with all the other sports and my job for the women's lacrosse game was to uh stand up on the dolly and do the air horn uh i guess when there was i honestly forget the rules now it seems so long ago but you only had to put the air horn at certain times. It was either for a sub or a timeout or a weird, funky roll. And it was uh, Denver versus Georgetown. And it was a really, really cold game. And they told me, like, oh, like, the air horn, like, make sure make sure you keep it warm or else it won't go off when you need it to. So I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I can do that. So yeah. I put it inside my jacket and then accidentally leaned against the table. And it somehow magically went off. The refs are looking at me. The teams are looking at me. The fans are looking at me like, oh, what's the call? Is there a timeout? Like, what's the, what's the call? And I'm like, oh, there is no call. I was like, that was an accident. <laughs> the fans are booing me. I was absolutely mortified. Uh, yeah. That's because I'm a huge lacrosse fan. I'm the most displaced lacrosse fan in Indiana. Well, I don't know why you would need an air horn. Women's lacrosse is, like is different a... than men's lacrosse. I don't okay. I don't remember the rules, but we needed an I'm pretty sure it was for a timeout. So if a coach wanted a timeout, I had to do the air horn. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, what's one thing you're interested in to learn more about in this profession? Probably to just kind of continue my writing and to just I guess continuing my confidence in it. I think I still have those times where I lack all of my skills and capabilities. Um, I'm just excited to learn and grow in this profession and learn from others, especially that's been in it so long. And I feel like each new day gives you a new experience. So I'm just kind of taking it day by day and learning something new every single day. So I don't know. Good, good, good. Uh, What traits or characteristics in your mind make a good SID? I think having that open and honest communication, especially with those coaches, um, I've been absolutely blessed to have a great coach for volleyball this past season. And it really kind of hit me that like, this is the game changer and this is what it should be. 
So being able to kind of have that relationship with her and to have those relationships with the student athletes makes your job so much easier. Um, I'd also have to say being organized and having good time management skills because you get so many different emails throughout the day doing this, running around, meetings, media availability. It gets hectic and kind of learning what to prioritize and when. Awesome. Um, outside of work, outside of the office, what do you do to have fun? I still am a big sports fan. I feel like I need to do something other than sports because I work in sports. But I still love going to a good baseball or softball game. Um, over the summer, I had a summer league softball team and a summer league kickball team, which kind of got me out and met people when I was so new here. Um, mm. So I really like that. And now and then, especially over the summer, I love reading a good book by the pool. Awesome. Uh, next time someone's in the College Station area, what's your restaurant or bar recommendation? Ooh. I feel like for the College Station experience, I would have to say the Dixie Chicken. It's very, I guess, Texas-like and very College Station. Like, that is the staple of College Station. You go there to do it. I wouldn't say a chain or anything. If you want the College Station experience, I would 100% say the Dixie Chicken. God, I'm going to have to, like, make a spreadsheet. I've had 144 episodes and 144 recommendations. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I'm going to have to, like make a whole list for everyone yeah that would be I great think everybody would appreciate that you you y'all let me know in the uh on the twitter sports at sports info cast because SIDcast is not available um <laughs> if anybody had any questions for you maybe wanted to reach out with you what would be the best way to do it um probably either twitter or my email do you want me to give those yes that'd be great <laughs> Uh, my Twitter name is Marissa Avanzato, my first and last name. I guess if you're looking to find that, you can find it on the 12thman.com staff directory. And my email is also on there. It's mavanzato at athletics.tamu.edu. Perfect. Well, Marissa, thank you very much for coming on. We all really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been a fun, fun past hour. <laughs>